1: boys and girls have we got a main event for you this week worst gig ever going up against wrestling team jeff garlock take it away
2: hello mike pace thank you for that introduction ladies and gentlemen today we are interviewing mark and Andy from wrestling team two formidable foes who run The Beginnings Podcast. But let me tell you something, Mark and Andy. This is going to be the beginning of your pain and suffering as you get into the ring, the green room, with Mike Bass and Jeff Garlock. Let me tell you something, Mark and Andy. There ain't going to be nothing that stops you, because when we start talking... The pain is going to come, and we're going to learn a few things about you, about us, about comedy, and
1: about pain.
2: Ah, Mike Pace,
1: take it back. Jeff Garlock storming out of the dressing room. You heard it here. Wrestling team oh, versus I worst gig ever. Oh. Remember? Subscribe on iTunes. Ah! Rate us. Tell your friends. It's gonna be a bloodbath. What's up, Andy?
3: Yeah, I, there is a couch in my therapist's right, office, yeah.
1: but
2: I've—I guess I could I've be like, you know the, what? The I want to
1: lay down. Classic couch.
2: It's filth mine's filthy. Like and mine like it's like covered in like a it's a, an like, IKEA couch. Yeah, but it's also like covered, covered in, in like, vomit a and diarrhea. Net, like day bed cover and it looks <laughs> filthy.
3: It's like a ninja turtle. I sleeping stare at bed. the
2: I stare at the we- the worn out rug if I'm not like and or I'll go to the left and look at the filthy, filthy day bed.
4: Does your does your therapist have an office in like a motel? Is it No.
2: It's 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 in a, he he recently moved there right when I started, so he was like, Hey, I should grab this filthy, <laughs> filthy day bed and I have bring an appointment
3: in five minutes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it, i I'm not psyched about it ever. Uh that's
1: a great way to open the show.
4: Have you ever
1: show. Sneaky recording. Little, we're just that's, we just we just roll on uh it's,
4: um, a, it's a Pete Holmes the sneakiest exactly. podcast
1: Karen. on the exactly. net. I wanna, I want to get you guys in your natural environment.
2: Which Andy, is in our apartment. Which is apartment. in the studio.
1: Welcome to the <laughs> yes. studio. Welcome to the green room, guys. Thank you. Hey, I love we it. have yeah. we have the wrestling team here. Just wrestling team. Yeah, just no. just well, well, I mean, we have wrestling team. No article. The no quote article. unquote wrestling team. That question. as in like you were, you we have doing the a, mic and
3: you were doing a David Letterman. I was exactly okay. exactly all right, right. All, right, all
1: right. Andy Beckerman and Mark BC. Welcome BC. I. You guys look very similar. That's what it is. <laughs> you Andy asshole. Andy Baggerman and Mark. Besey. Is it BC or <laughs> what a BC? Dick.
3: You nailed my last name. It is BC. BC, like yeah. the, like the hilarious comic strip. Uh, is that a comic? It's a- BC.
4: Oh, BC. BC. Right. It's a it's right, right, right. Christian comic. See,
3: I always tell people it's it's like the two letters. That's how it's pronounced. But I didn't even get it in that moment.
4: Oh yeah, your character <laughs> in Rockefeller Centaur is Mark B. Period C. Period. Yeah. <laughs> and you
3: still didn't get it. And I still didn't get it. <laughs> Man. BC is is, is,
4: is, is, is it stands
1: is, up.
2: Yeah, BC were, it. Wizard Wizard
3: of the I was like, wait a minute, my last name isn't Zitz. Ah,
2: oh, guys.
3: Wow, that's newer, good. <laughs> newer
2: hipper comic
3: strip. It scared me for a second. So <laughs> all right, all right. My last name isn't I, Mother Goose and Grim.
4: I oh, Well done. Oh
2: I'll
4: be honest, I withheld.
2: <laughs> wow.
4: I withheld the fake laugh. Andy's very withholding. <laughs> It's a cold, distant relationship.
1: So you guys, so we have a we have some Pittsburgh connections. Yeah, lots from, of Pittsburgh from connections. from everyone.
4: Music connections from music. So, but you guys didn't. Neither of you played music. Yeah, yeah. I was in a band. I was oh, in a the, band called Harm. Harm. We were a Casio band. Okay. We played uh, CMJ once. All right. We nice. Played um, Mac Rock. Uh, mm, just, right. Uh, yep. That festival a couple times. Yeah, we were like a uh, small. We yeah. were gonna put out a tape. On a tape label? Sure.
2: Did you play... Did you play a, PC uh, Rock? What the fuck was it? Mr. Roboto Project? Was oh, yeah. 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 yeah, Roboto yeah,
4: Project. Yeah. We played Manny's.
2: I was about to ask, did you play shows? Wait, Man,
4: you, you played for Manny? We Manny had his
2: own place. Wait, though. Manny had his own place? Yeah, Millennial Industrial
4: in the, Theater. Oh, yeah. Millennial oh.
2: Industrial Theater and, and then Garfield a. Artworks.
4: AKA Manny's. I then, played Garfield Artworks. And he called
2: Artworks. it... I played Garfield Artworks and Mr. Roboto, but I don't know if I knew that he actually ended up did he call it Manny's? No, no, no. no. Oh, he okay. lived in that the was the restaurant that he opened right. next to. Man, <laughs> I was very shocked to be that guy when I yeah, first met him.
4: Manny's served all dumpster doved, dumpster doved, <laughs> <Right. and food>. <laughs> dumpster <laughs> doven. Didn't Dump- he live dumpster in the basement dumps. of Garfield Artworks? He lived in the basement of Garfield Artworks. Yeah,
2: there are a lot of rumors that went around about it, that It guy.
1: should for for the listener. Manny is a, a, a an infamous promoter yeah. in Pittsburgh. He's come I up on the say, podcast before. Has, for the record, he's always he treated my band.
4: Very nice. I had no issues Fairly. with him. He was There's, always I, nice to us. Yeah, yes. we have zero issues yeah. with him.
3: He was very encouraging. I was in a band too. We were called the Disciples, and then we changed our name to OSE, Orgasmic Sound Explosion. <laughs> um, like it. We were like fifteen, sixteen years old, and Manny it was totally nice to us. Took us under his wing, put us on shows. Yeah. At uh, Millville Industrial Theater. Yeah. I
2: actually, think when I met him, I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, that's Manny." like that's not living up to anything that i heard
4: about he like, doesn't
2: he doesn't cut a legendary figure right the, the I, thing but about... i heard about him cutting
3: people <laughs>
1: I,
4: yeah. with oh, legendary yeah, figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah there is that story yes, that's
2: right that's, that's right yes. what if he played
1: man, that show what's the manny cutting story i just remember I hearing him one.
2: wanted to stab somebody because they wanted they didn't they said they didn't i think the story i remember going in was like manny stabbed somebody because they asked for their their uh, guarantee wait we people? were on that show the show that he stabbed someone. Yeah. We were. Wrestling team? Yeah, wrestling team did that show.
3: <laughs> well, really? Yeah. What, what was unless Wait, was
4: that the thing with the kerfuffle outside? That unless was,
3: there's multiple knife stories. This Garfield
4: sounds Artworks. like, a, wor- be, this sounds like love- a worst gig ever. Yeah. Right off the bat. <laughs> Wait, that was at Garfield
3: Artworks. <laughs> it went well for us. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was at Garfield Artworks. Yeah, I do the remember. The knife came out after we left. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah we were wait on that but show. what
2: year was that probably that
3: was uh what i would be 03 or oh four oh wait
2: maybe it would have been because I played there with Joan of Arc and that was when I think I first met man and then like I'd heard about that and then when I met I was like that guy seems harmless I <laughs> can say the band that it was is, should I not
3: no say it yeah, of course it was this what was it this week in Black History this oh.
4: moment in Black History this, this moment in Black, moment Ghost in Ghost Black History guys. right because they play. hated us
2: yeah we had some issues with them and Panthers. I want to get into, but there was some <laughs> sketchy shit with one of the guys in that band. Yeah. That
4: we... Oh yeah. Um, Doug put that shit. Wasn't Doug he there? It,
2: he... Yeah. He, he brought them to,
3: to town
1: for the listener. That would be Doug Moserak. Uh, Doug Moserak, Did that about, he, Yeah. Doug Moserak put out the, this moment in black history. I'm record. loving this. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Doug, yeah. Doug was, and also... I bet all of our listeners. Will <laughs> Doug was also an early champion of wrestling team.
2: He was. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, Doug, uh, uh, an early champion of, of my band as well. Uh,
2: Doug was not an early champion of Panthers, and he—I know for a fact that he like went up to our guitar player, like maybe our second or third record was like, and told me later like, he's like, "I always told Kit that your first record really sucked," but you know, and I was like, "Well, and that's—I love you, Doug. Like honestly, you're just kind of straightforward." And there you go. Uh,
1: so Pittsburgh, it's—it's it's in the
4: blood. Yes, yeah,
3: literally in the blood. It's in my blood. It's Mark's from Pittsburgh. born and raised. Okay. Oh really? Okay.
4: Oh, yeah. And Andy. Uh, Andy you are. Reading, Pennsylvania. Reading. The okay. poorest city in the United States at the moment. <laughs> Yay!
3: <laughs> and you did it. Pittsburgh's in New Portland. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there really? Word on the street? Yeah, some article.
4: The original bass player of
1: Oxford Collapse uh, left the band to jo- go to med school and is now practicing in Pittsburgh.
4: UPMC?
2: Uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, <laughs> His name is Doctor UPMC. <laughs> That's uh, him. So, so you guys played music in high school uh, or college? For I played me. in okay. middle school through college. Okay, and, and would uh, I guess you know, uh, was there a transition at a certain point from you know in your brains like, oh, now I'm gonna maybe do comedy, or was there always kind of that intention? Where did the comedy? The
3: band that I was in. We, it was just, it, it was a duo. It was another duo. It was myself and, and my friend Matt Steidel. Um, Love you, Matt. We <laughs> put out legitimate recordings of music, songs that were composed and recorded, and they were actual songs. But anytime we had a live show, we never, we didn't have the means, the two of us, to reproduce
4: live just sure. our recordings. Right. You couldn't have done, honey, I crunk the kids. <laughs> no, we couldn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> Well, the version right <laughs> now.
3: actually we could because it was just a backing tape anytime we did a hip-hop performance we were sometimes a hip-hop group uh we could do that absolutely but yeah, any other like mark
4: and drop science
3: complex <laughs> instrumentation we never we didn't have the means and we also didn't have the interest or the in practicing and rehearsing and, and playing so our shows would always end up being comedy performances okay like we would always open the show by saying Oh, OSC couldn't make it here tonight, their plane was delayed or whatever, and we would perform as a different act. And it would range from either like a political comedy duo or um What was Matt's one a classic rock cover
4: band. Mm-hmm. What was Matt's mm-hmm. one character that he did in the first wrestling team episode? Tommy Appleton. Tommy Appleton. This <laughs> is
3: political he was like a a folksy homespun, uh like hateful political uh, comedy <laughs> <character. laughs> So we always did that. We did stuff like we, we planted someone in the audience with, um, what are they called, crutches and brought them up on the stage. And we were like, we're studying faith healing. And we did like a faith healing thing and pulled the person's crutches away. And they would crumple to the ground and be like, I can't walk. I need my crutches. And we would run out of the, of the Oakland beehive. So um, we did stuff like that. Yeah. So it was always like, we were always interested in comedy and, and sort of accidentally did comedy. Right. Um, so, and we were never very serious in our music. So I, I feel like I've been doing comedy all along.
4: Mm-hmm. And Andy, would you? Uh... No. What'd you say we were, we were in a comedic band. There was one moment we there was a show at one of the auditoriums in Pitt, and of Montreal was playing, and mm-hmm. we got to open up for them, and. You could project if you wanted to. they were gonna have like a whole projection so you could project something behind you. Mm-hmm. So I made a 20 minute silent comedy video of like me I like directed I wrote sketches for the band like everything that it could just be done silently right. And that was like the fur like I mean I made lots of comedy with my friends at uh, home in reading like in high school and before that right but I've always been making writing sketches. Mm-hmm. And doing like writing Weird Al esque parody songs and things like that. <laughs> right. But harm was mostly, um, not sincere. Since yes, sincere, earnest, sure, yeah, hard not, on sleeve. Not comedic. Well, you know, we had some jokey songs like on EPs and things like that, yeah. like uh, Colonel. Colonel Cat Bears Cat Parade. I forget what it was. It was like a jug <laughs> band with us us <laughs> meowing over it. probably the most hated song that <laughs> I assume no one has it on there. No one imported so it. I no assumed it. wrong. Yeah.
2: Let's go <laughs> Uh so I mean, but yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, for me that's different because, you know, I always loved comedy, but I never considered it. Like I never
1: it was something other people actually. Yeah, I was
2: just like hey, I love doing comedy stuff, so, and like I would do, you know, like I did acting stuff in high school, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and then went to film school, or whatever. But in that capacity, like, I it just never, I don't know, it never clicked in my brain. I mean, it, it was there,
4: but you had like, a background there. You said you went to theater, you, you did right theater in high school, and then you went to film school, right? So, so
2: you, I was still in theory doing, and in retrospect, I look back and like all my short films were sketch Mm. like i hardly Mm. like i did the one terrible like experimental film didn't have game had no game (laughs) but it had a lot of me scratching my dad's photo out i thought
4: you were Uh, gonna say nuts for some reason
2: and and probably me scratching my i'm
4: really sorry no Uh, his nuts
2: and my dad's uh but yeah i guess it just it never like i mean i would always try to make things funny and anytime i did plays or whatever but i guess it just never occurred to me it always seems like a novel thing Mm -hmm. in my brain for to hear about people who it occurred to them to do it in high school, yeah, in college,
1: and there's also uh, hard,
2: even almost right out of because co- even out of college it took like you know a year or two to even think of taking UCB classes because uh, it just didn't. I was just like, yeah, it's well, other people do. I don't know, it'll happen at. And some there,
1: point. there's also such a fine line, especially if you're into music and you're playing music, of musical comedy going awry, right. and being
2: awful, right. Right. So
1: like it's the la- at least for me it was like the last thing I wanted to do when I was playing music at least you know videos m- music videos are one thing or you joking on stage but like the songs like all right
2: is like, there no kidding aside
4: is there a good musical comedy it's act? really tough weird out
2: weird out weird out tenacious D tenacious D um I like Flight I like Stuckey and Murray. Sometimes I've never, I've never been a fan of Fly of the Concords. I will say I think music, I, I think actual songs. Shared a label of them, didn't like them. That's
1: actually not true. I don't know if that, I love I mean, you guys personally. I
2: like I like the I think I like the stuff that's not the music stuff on the show. This, but then the songs, I'll be like, eh, they're no, they don't feel as thought out as I think they should be. It was just yeah. easy sex jokes, yeah. right? And that's
4: where I'm just like, hmm. all right. And there's right. also something about Weird Al hitting when you
1: are.
2: Really young, yeah, right? You and before
1: you're right like, time. you know, because if you if you first heard Weird Al when you were 18, right? You know, you probably. I mean, I don't know
2: how it is for you. I know for me, like, I Weird Owl's the first music I listened to. Like, it was the first count, but it, like, I didn't listen. I didn't care about music. Like, I didn't listen to music at all. Like, I was kind of like, that's what my brother does is listen to music. Like, I listen to Weird Al.
4: <laughs> so your life is <laughs> basically you say other people, do comedy, other my people brother yeah. listens to music. Yes, basically is Weird of like, the only thing do? left. Like not believing in yourself. When did you when did you start believing in yourself?
1: Never. <laughs> that's what we're trying to <laughs> get. I to my him. therapy Just session
4: this
2: morning. <laughs> lay down, lay down. Beautiful couch. Yeah, in I got the this studio. great couch. Uh, yeah, no, that's a uh, yes. Well, yes, you've gotten to the core of Jeff Garlock right away. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, it's over. always been other people, and I guess it's I, I, that's why it fascinates me. It fascinates me, of, like you know, anytime I listen on any podcast or any interview or anything of people who did stuff in college and, you know, actually... And again... When music it, made you know, sense to me. Like, it, playing in bands... Like, I played in bands since th- I was this 16. Is, this is what you know, we like, talk
1: about a lot, and this is, I think, why Jeff and I decided to do the show together is because we basically spent our 20s, for the most part, like, playing in bands. Like, music was the passion. Comedy was like, yeah, comedy's great. Right. Love it. Like to be funny, but, like, you know... Uh, it wasn't until my band ended that I was like, okay, now I'm going to try to
0: mm. do yeah.
4: this. Well... I didn't start really, I mean, Mark and I started writing together in 2003, mm, sure. but then I went to grad school across the state, and we didn't really start, I didn't start doing it until maybe like 28, I guess that's maybe when I, took, I moved to New York and took my first UCB class, maybe mm. 2009, so for real, we've only been doing it for three years, like for real, for real. Yeah. Get so I was here. real late. Get,
1: get <laughs> out of here, I thought we had some... uh you lost your credentials. No, but no, I, 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 it's good to hear... Because it's like you know, especially taking UCB classes at 33 and being like, oh, "Yeah, this me." There's some 20. Well, no, that yeah, and then that's what I was doing too. And It's like, "Ah, oh, there's I'm I'm for the first time in my life the oldest person like in a scenario, which is I don't know. What, I know. teach those well
2: <laughs> 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 as I drink. Uh, yeah, I guess. What's so? Just going back to playing music into comedy. So, was there a certain point where? Uh, I mean, where'd you guys meet in the first place? We met. Uh, and In... my roommate and good friend <laughs>
4: uh-huh. is now Mark's brother-in-law and at the time was dating Mark's sister. Right. right. And when, so
3: when I went over to meet her new boyfriend, Andy was this guy's roommate.
4: Yeah. And that's how we met. Um, but no, but we started like doing stuff together because his music partner went off to college. Mm-hmm. My and, music partner. Yeah. And my music partner went off to grad school. And I was bumming around. I was, um, I w- oh, the girl I was still dating from senior year, I was still dating her, and I was thinking of becoming a lawyer. So I was still, I was, I just got a job at the college at, uh, mm-hmm. at Pitt and, uh, spent my days playing chess, online chess with my friends <laughs> and things like that. And like, wanted to do like some kind of like, get, get another band together. Right. And finally, um, Luke suggested that Mark like Mark's a great Mark's a fantastic singer. He's a great pop songwriter. He's like, <laughs> well, you know, Why
2: don't you guys work together? One of the greats. We- <laughs> no, He's I- known world I'm a- <laughs> renowned as one of the greats. I'm a fan of Mark's songs.
4: And okay. um I'm a fan of your songs. No, oh, shut up. <laughs> Shut your... So the, sound little the it's obscure, like a mutual appreciation society over here. Shut your filthy fucking mouth. <laughs> okay, uh, that's not the response I was expecting. <laughs> anyway,
1: Mark's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. We get it. Okay, <laughs> so...
4: No, so...
3: The twin McCartneys.
4: We were... For, for a hot minute, we were in a band together with... Oh, Corey, who's in the Carl Hendrix trio. Okay, sure, yeah. Who's the bass player for Carl Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, it was us three, my ex-girlfriend, Cindy. Cindy. And then Hedges. Jeremy Jeremy Hedges. Jeremy Jeremy Hedges.
1: Uh, For the listener, Jeremy Hedges put on some of the first Oxford Collapse shows in Pittsburgh at Roboto.
2: Oh. So Jeremy and Jeremy... He uh, might have put on a show for us.
1: He's a great guy. And in fact, we made him take us to Quaker Steak and Lube. Right. When we were there because we were obsessed (laughs) with... The Wing Place. The Wing Place. (laughs) Right. And he was a vegetarian. Yeah. We did not give a fuck. What
4: (laughs)
2: an asshole you
1: are. But he was great. And then we went back to his house and watched E.T. and... Some entertainment
4: reason. tonight masturbated yeah i was gonna i, I was uh, for some reason i imagine that 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 like you're like and you forced him to do a circle jerk like we, you just kept forcing him to do these <laughs> awful things yeah, Force was forced me. him
1: to watch entertainment tonight you slowly pushed a wing <laughs> I into I his mouth I
4: but anyway so jeremy hedges you moved uh, the hand over his penis it, jeremy trained maturely.
3: me at wpts the pit radio station can I say we're, left and right? We're, we're and doing
4: right. this episode for Jeremy Hedges. Yeah, Jeremy, we love you. We hope and he runs going out it, to you, Hedicle. Him and his wife run modern formations now. Wait, he's married? What? <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know. I'm not I didn't op- know that they ran. Modern I didn't know he was straight.
3: Yes. All right. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode is going out to Jeremy Hedges. Yeah. Alright So you guys, so you guys play with Jeremy.
4: For a hot minute, okay. we had like we three, had a couple.
1: Wait, did you cover references? the Red Hot Chili Peppers album One Hot we Minute? We played in its entire best, al- Just their best
4: for the duration album. of that album.
1: By Every the way, one of the <laughs> loudest records ever recorded. <laughs> really? That thing is compressed to shit. Yeah. Oh no, that might be Californication. Excuse me. For the terrible. listener, don't send an email saying that I fucked up the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is album. Californication? Is that the one
3: with Dave Navarro? Uh, no, Dave Navarro's on One Hot Minute. Oh, okay. I think yeah. it's yeah. the on both song records. with the. Uh, under the bridge, synchronized uh, swimmers in the video. Suck my kiss. Yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> is it really? That's blood sugar, no, sex, it was, magic. Though. It was called like
3: airplane or something.
2: I'm the, to, you're thinking of the movie? No, I'm gonna. Oh, that song. <laughs> you know, yeah. The
4: music video with Leslie. Airplane you know, was the one original song <laughs> on <of> One <laughs> Hot Minute. I think. You know, they're making all those puns. Yeah.
2: Isn't One Hot Minute the best stuff?
1: No, no it's, a, it's that's an album.
4: That was it's the, got the record. video
3: where they're in the boat, and it's got the video with the swimmers and.
1: Uh, that, no, the guy who played guitar in that his name is not Yitzhak Perlman, <laughs> but it's something like that. Right, and he only played shit on Zach that Perlman. <laughs> That's it. It is shit Zach Perlman. Um, Blood Sugar
2: Sex Magic might have been the first CD I ever bought. I, I was an like, early at a, co- at a Best Buy or Costco, my mom bought it for me because. She goes, I like that Under the Bridge song. I'm sure the rest of it's nice. And then she's was just like, it. sucking in a fucking in a fuck. And I was just like, whoa, way easy. She she's like, like I'm yeah. glad
3: he kicked heroin. Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> and
1: your mom's like, I really love the song Funky Monks.
2: Yes. <laughs> and then she bought me a Red Hot Chili Pepper shirt because she said, I'm not <laughs> buying you any more Prima shirts. And I say, hey, You got a bunch of Prima shirts. Did you have?
4: Too much bass influence prog for That's you. That's how
2: I do it, man. I had two to three Prima shirts.
4: Prima shirts, you guys?
3: I got a good band shirt story. It's nice and. Depressing it Sounds like a worst gig ever Let's yeah. hear it <laughs> So my parents got divorced uh, When I was in sixth grade And my dad I didn't—I—I I, I don't and never did have a good relationship with my dad But he would try to relate with me And get me a gift Ugh. And he got me a collective
2: soul t-shirt <laughs> one time. Jesus
3: uh,
2: uh, He knew you liked rock music He was like you like rock and roll the, the year my parents were getting divorced, it was right before Christmas, and then my dad, like, came back to, like, do Christmas, but he apparently had grabbed the wish list from my mom, and so oh. every time I opened one, he would go, that one's from me. <laughs> it was, like, a Snapcase hat, and, like, he just kept buying me, like, it was, like, a Strife CD. Yeah, it's, like, he, every he hardcore raided, thing, and everyone's going, that cat one. one's for me. Uh, yeah, I, dad I cleared out the victory
4: catalog. <laughs> yeah. Dad does Did Christmas. You have, it's, it sounds like he should have like a whiteboard where he's keeping score. <laughs> right. on that Wait, don't you also have a story that about your dad 20. with
1: some inappropriate music? Like some like you wanted to take you to some Irish play because you like music.
2: Oh, rent. <laughs> it was like, hey, I, you like rock and he roll? He took me f- to Rent twice because I like music, and I kept being like, "I don't really like musicals," but you know, <laughs> Rent it was.
4: It was Rent twice. It wasn't like La Boheme once and Rent. No, it was
2: Rent in New York and then Rent in Boston.
4: La Boheme first opera I ever saw. All right,
2: I saw oh, Rent please. in Pittsburgh. One I've night.
1: never seen
4: an opera, so
2: yeah, it I don't think sucks. I have either.
1: You know what else I've I've seen on Broadway? The Broadway version of the movie Big, <laughs> 1996. It ran for <laughs> six that weeks. Work out? Wow. Wow. It's just <laughs> really? an enormous keyboard on stage, and everybody is <laughs> dude, jumping on it for Did Broadway minutes. ever
3: have credibility?
1: Uh, Those... Yeah. No, I, I uh,
3: Bloody, bloody Andrew Jackson. I like that. The, the, I saw Pee Wee on Broadway, and that was great.
2: Ooh. I feel like I'm constantly getting yeah. into fights with people at UCB, because I constantly want to be doing something related to Broadway, and I would be fine, well, too. It's... Not have it, it exist. It seems
1: like for an actor, <laughs> not interested.
2: Broadway is the ultimate. The theater oh, yeah. is the ultimate. I have no interest.
1: And I, I I, work around there and I'm walking past the shows. Paul Rudd has something going on now. I'm going to
2: see that in October. There you go. I can't remember. I feel First like time on my Broadway? friend Matt Muscovia. If I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Kiwi, like, just Kiwi. Like, oh, okay. he was the one who, something. fuck, someone said about Book of Mormon even when they saw Book of Mormon. I was like, oh, how was it? And they're like, it's still Broadway.
4: I yeah. Mean, and I was I just like, yeah, accurate. I can understand. Yeah. I like Book of Mormon. Yeah. Like, my girlfriend loves it. Sure. Um, and it was fine, but the music, like, I mean, Mark and I have written two musicals. I mean, short musicals. Like right. Like, 35-minute musicals. Right. One of the- but we were the greatest songwriters.
1: <laughs> so those thirty <laughs> I five. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, that'd be a good two <laughs> ringos. <laughs> the two ringos. Two oh Ringo. no, it all, all went wrong. Right.
4: <laughs> um so, But but, but the, the music that we wrote was was not Broadway esque. They were like indie rock songs, basically. Mm, it perfect. is more in, so this, like once. In,
3: in our new musical. It's more akin to uh Musical theater with an indie rock tinge.
4: Yeah, but the music is still... Well, the instrumentation is. The instrumentation is, yeah. and the, the melodies are. I'm yeah. saying with, it's with closer, the, though.
3: That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, but not in a shitty Can you guys way leave the room? <laughs> wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, was Jeremy Hedges we'll involved in the musical element at this at all? Who? Jeremy Hedges? Oh, no. No, we well, haven't I, talked I, to I Jeremy. I don't speak to him. I think, he d- <laughs> I think he pretty much hates wrestling team. Really? Yeah, every time,
3: like... I mean, I'll see. A lot of people acted as though they hated wrestling teams. No. That was a bit.
4: That's going to
1: change after this.
4: (laughs) Edges, we're coming for you. (laughs) But I mean, since then, if I'll post something like on Facebook or on the Roboto message board, it's not
3: affiliated with Roboto.
4: Right. Sorry. (laughs) It's actually the Sticks message board. Sorry. Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Roboto. NTMTO, is that what it is? Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds. Oh, yeah. That's. If. If I post something, it doesn't even have to do with Wrestling Team. I could just post some nonsense that I felt like posting because I thought it would be funny. And he just says, and he's I like, hate Wrestling Team. No, he's just like, another great bit from Wrestling Team. That's yeah. how oh. I read it. By the way, that's how I read it in my head. Head right. the there, burn.
2: there we get to the truth of it all. And your psychosis. <laughs> Lay <scenes>. down, Andy. <laughs> yeah. I got this <laughs> filthy couch for you. <laughs> Speaking of
1: stages, at some point, you guys, it doesn't even matter at this point. We're 35 minutes in. At some point, you guys became Wrestling Team.
3: Theme. Right. You took
1: we it to wrote
4: the at some point. That band never uh, the materialized. Right. Mark was my student worker at w- the library where we worked at Pitt. Right. And we both love comedy.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Like that was the, right after Mr. Show and UCB was the sketch show. And, the and
3: Stella videos were coming out. Yeah. yeah.
4: So we just started writing comedy because we wanted to do that. Yeah. We both had been writing comedy. Not, I mean, as Mark said, he had been doing comedic things. I had not really been but had been writing for years and years and years. So and it was at
3: this point where I wanted to start separating music from comedy. I yeah. was writing serious music and w- wanting to do something explicitly comedic. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you did the you did that album that you never finished it. Like what was it Invisible Girls or Made Up Girls? Made Up Girls. It
3: was a bunch of fi- fictional uh, love songs. Yeah. Each song was a girl's name. Yeah. Are yeah. we gonna
1: see that? Uh, is that ever gonna see the light of the it's day? Gonna drop
3: 2013. Uh, <laughs> Can't <wait. laughs> oh, So you've only got a couple months. Keep an eye on my Tumblr. All
2: right. <laughs> what? A, so when you guys uh, became wrestling team, were, were you, you, you? I think you said you played it or you did shows at Roboto. Uh, yeah. Were you, so you, you were all over. You were doing shows out like in the kind of Pittsburgh. Yeah, indie absolutely. Scene, but we, like we involved, like spots. kind of. Uh, meshed in with music shows were these? Yeah, or? we
3: were pretty much opening for for bands. Okay. The idea was that we were going to make a public access sketch show for PCTV, right? And we said, well, "Why don't we Why don't we do some of these sketches that we're writing live to sort of test them out?" And then pretty much we just became a live act, and the the uh, public access show never got made. No, we, we filmed we, we it. We made some. Well, it never aired on PCTV. We made like distributed uh, DVDs of our sketches. And we performed in Pittsburgh a lot for, like, a year, and then Andy moved to uh, Philly for grad school. But, um, yeah, we we performed in front of bands, in front of hostile uh, punk artists. Well,
2: audiences. that's right, yeah, like, how, what, like, I, like... <laughs> Yeah, Not a I good reception. So
1: it sounds. Right. Give it. sounds like there might be a worse gig they're,
3: ever in here. At
1: some,
4: oh yeah, somewhere. you
2: can
3: pretty much say any of
1: them.
2: Give us. The give us. Give us one. Give us
3: a story.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, well, this one punks hate change. Are you going to preface the this the
4: microwaves, microwaves? Yeah, this last is, show. This
3: is the big one. Is the the microwaves, which were a, a big band. Was and, that Steve, still was Steve
4: Moore in that pants?
2: No, Tony. S- Tony S- Tara. John Roman. Roman.
4: Well, it's it's changed a lot over
2: the years. at the time
4: Yeah, I think Steve was
2: briefly in, but Tony was. Right, Am They'll I be wrong? here
4: next week. Tony was in it,
2: right? maybe. It Tony the, from Zombie. It was the Ashes. And 1980. Oh, he might have been in the 1985. 1985, oh, yeah. who yeah. Orchid played with. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Tony
4: was in the microwaves, because John Roman was in the microwaves. Tony was in uh, 1985. I, yeah. I, Tony was in. I
2: swear Steve was in it very briefly. Like Steve it, was in the microwaves. Okay, yes, okay.
4: Perfect. The... It was Steve and... Steve
2: Moore, my favorite musician in the entire world. John...
4: I love Steve. He's the best I mean, guy.
1: Steve,
3: the show's going out to you, too. Really you and Jeremy is, yes. make, make some room. Jeremy, step aside.
4: John Roman <laughs> <laughs> and, Well, you and, um, lost your stature. Who was the other guy who's still in it? Jim Lingo wasn't in... The no, he wasn't. Jim Lingo. Jim Lingo, Centipede, East... Pay Toilets. Pay, toilets. pay toilets. yes. Um, but anyway... I forget... The, it's the other guy. He's it, the main guy in it now. It's him and, and um, John Roman... And Adam McGregor was in it for, for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Well, they're good.
2: So they, you were playing microwaves. They were doing their this final is, show. God.
4: This is so fucking deep in, like, Pittsburgh. Yes.
3: Oh, yeah. Maybe we should we're, just we're ta- not do we're this. We're targeting.
4: Manetia. No, no, no. <laughs> no we're, like, we've
3: got a big listenership in Pittsburgh. Really? Nope. Well, uh, you will now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because Bings. we everyone we've mentioned will going to post their it. name. I will yeah. post
4: this on the... And, uh, and Jeremy will go, yeah, great, ooh, another no. wrestling team <laughs> joke. I posted our Girl Talk episode on there. Oh, boy, another <laughs> classic gag from wrestling team. <laughs> so wait, Okay, so you're playing with the microwaves. Right, we're
3: doing their final show, which was in 2004. Yes. They did two shows in, in one night. One no, at, two nights, right? I thought it was one after the other. But anyway, they were doing a final show at Howler's in Bloomfield, mm. and we were doing that show, and we were... Going to perform this bit that we have been trying to make work ever since, and we only abandoned it probably a year and a half ago. But it's this bit based around the concept of a war between crickets and comedians. You know, if you le- if you tell a bad joke and crickets start to chirp. Right. Sure. And basically that was the jumping off point. It's gone through so many iterations at this point that I don't even remember what it was. I do. At that show. There was,
4: I remember oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it was, had to
3: do with Courtney
4: Cox. There was a weird thing about a fireplace, and at the time, and about kindling, getting kindling (laughs) for the fireplace, fireplace. an antique fireplace, and getting kindling for the antique fireplace. This is the thing early wrestling team, and wrestling team up until we moved to New York and realized it was not viable as a way to be a live act. (laughs) Really, this sounds like it. was basically (laughs) like dense puns, like the live show, and Mm. everything, like Mark and I were, were ourselves in every sketch. Right and it was like it very vaudational. Vaude- yeah, it was it. vaudevillian, and we wore suits and had canes and a theme song and we would come out and every line every subsequent line in the sketch if you want to call it a sketch <laughs> would yank the rug out of the reality that we established and in the that previous sketch line. that's
3: the in particular that was our entire point. So no game was to contradict the each previous line.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a game in that sense. Well, the
3: sure. game was that we were doing that to confuse the crickets into leaving. Yeah. But we were really just confusing the audience. And right. ourselves. But even on top of this. And it was sketch- also
2: full of a bunch of punks who weren't necessarily yeah. ready right. are, for a comedy angry show. already. Oh, by the way.
3: like, oh boy, comedy.
4: The Courtney Cox thing comes in because that was the point where she had gotten really pissed at the Friends writers. Because they had been sexually harassing everyone, Friends and was still on the air then. It might have been off the air yeah, by that point. Two thousand five, I think so.
3: It was two thousand four. Four, okay.
4: But uh, and, it might have been
3: right when it was wrapping up.
4: Yeah, and they'd been writing off, like not for the show, but like awful jokes about like the women on the show, and they had said that her uterus
3: her, was filled with dried twigs. Yeah. Ooh, and we, uh, wrote, we wrote that into the sketch the Bruce Valanche show
4: <laughs> <joke, I think. laughs> yes, Basically
3: classic we said we, we would get Candling for our antique fireplace From her uterus yeah.
4: <laughs> Is that the nice way of saying it? I seem to remember they used the word pussy
3: Well that's neither here nor there yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aside from the sketch Being incomprehensible <laughs> We had Crickets chirping for the entire Duration <laughs> of, <laughs> of <laughs> the <laughs> sketch
4: but, and they were run through a bass amp. Oh, we had miked. to control them. We had to control them from stage. And the only thing on stage was uh, Mike Bolum's bass amp. Yeah.
3: It was a CD, uh, a disc man going through a bass amp, mic And the sound guy had reverb on the microphone. <laughs> so it sounded like a helicopter landing. Right. For, In Vietnam. For, for seven minutes. It
2: was like Michael Winslow, yeah, <laughs> <It was there.
3: laughs> just doing his shtick for yes. seven minutes straight, and it was so loud. Occasionally, our mics would go in and out of reverb. It was a nightmare. It was like the worst night of my life.
4: Do you remember? And then we but at the, the end. The thing of that drove sketch- me
3: crazy was that at the end of it, you were like, "I'm I'm happy about it because I remembered all my lines." <laughs> yeah, and that infuriated me. <laughs>
1: And so how were how because that was not the intention
3: reacting. at all to be like an anti-comedy, right yeah. thing. I mean, I don't know. You how were pro. We realized comedy. that it wasn't. <laughs> so going did to you be, guys yeah, just need a
1: sound like a, a competent sound person or something? Well, no, no was
3: that thinking. was that was just the the icing on the shit mm-hmm. cake. I mean, the sketch was terrible, but
4: that just made it worse.
3: <laughs> so how did the punks react?
4: Angrily, like, yeah, like verbally they were furious, angry. And They were yelling
3: out through the whole thing. They
4: threw the. But we soldiered on. Uh, there was a, a canister. At some point, the, the sketch gas. turns. <laughs> At Getting some point, funnier by the minute. <laughs> didn't someone, like, some, so like, I'm
2: bleeding violently out of <laughs> the eyes of the nose, and it's going great. Remembering all my lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn Not missing lines. a beat here, baby.
3: <laughs>
4: hey, has anyone ever done like a stigmata thing where then they may look through the stigmata through their hands? Like they put it over their eyes. It's like, kind of Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah, a little was, Pan's labyrinth but... More Christian y.
3: But the hands are not in the or the eyes are not in the hands.
4: Right, the eyes are in your face, but you have stigmata, and then you look through your. Like hands.
2: peekaboo stigmata. Yeah, uh, let's right.
4: it. <laughs> yeah, let's try it. It's funny. Let's try it. Right I have now. a dagger. <laughs> yeah. Is hey, it, it worked out. Hold on a second. Like, the handle's a cross. <laughs> yeah, Is it? Okay, so it's definitely like a sacrificial. It's consecrated. Yeah. Okay, great. That's the only one that I'll stigmata myself. Padre
1: Pio was the guy who had, like, the famous stigmata guy. You see pictures of from like the 60s and 70s. I'm like, oh,
2: his name was Padre Pio. Yeah, you made that up. Oh, Topo (laughs) Jiju. Yeah, no, that was the little mouse. Padre Pio. Uh, Is it
1: it P.O.? It's, it's, uh, no, P-I-O. Padre
2: Pio. Hey, it's Italian. Padre Pio box. (laughs) Like a nice abolognese with a (laughs) stigmata. So at what point did you say maybe we should stop performing from the punks?
3: Oh, performing from the punks. Uh, that was our only. That was the only option open to us. And honestly, right. the the other avenue, which is the legitimate comedy scene in Pittsburgh, was just as undesirable. We did a contest, a comedy contest at uh, Club Cafe, on East Carson Street. That was like I think it was
4: American Idol esque. Yeah, it uh, was an American Idol a format. showcase of sorts. Yeah,
3: it had Alan Cox from the X. You guys right. know the the DJ. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Some other guy. I think it was. Uh, the the other guy from B ninety four, and someone else. But it was it was like uh, it was just people performing and then being American Idol esque judged by the judges.
4: It wasn't judged. I remember we did. I mean, our sketch was shitty. Like I'm not saying that we were great in any way. That's
3: another idea that we really hammered into the ground. Was it the cricket sketch? (laughs) No, no, no. no. Was this was the uh, idea of shitty sketches? It was a Martin Luther King. S Jesus sketch <laughs> where I was Martin Luther King. I don't even remember what it is at this point. I love it. All right.
4: It was okay, the original sketch. Was there a Santa element the, to it? Yes. <laughs> okay, the look, the first sketch we ever did was was Mark comes in as Santa Claus. I say that we're I'm gonna teach this was at Christmas time. Because our
3: first show was in was like December twenty first.
4: Yeah, two thousand three. And um i I'm I'm gonna teach everyone how to make Christmas, Christmas ornaments. ornaments. Right. And Santa's going to help us out because I'm Jewish, maybe. You, was that the thing? And you don't thing? know how to do I it. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And Mark comes in late as Santa Claus. Right. And then I just remember there's a vagina in a jar. That's the only other bit I remember right. about oh, that. Makes right. sense. Right. That Santa has his wife's, maybe she got a hysterectomy. I don't remember it. I do remember that the vagina was a, a Spock ear. Right like in a costume butter. in a peanut butter jar in a peanut butter jar with, with Fill liquid with water. filled with water.
3: I remember that my Santa costume was a red white and blue windbreaker,
4: a black beard <laughs> oh, and right. sunglasses.
3: I was supposed to be like a hipster Santa.
4: That's right. No, you were cool Santa. That's yeah, like, that's cool. like Christmas in July Santa. I was Santa. off hours Santa. <laughs> yeah, yeah cuz he went he was like surfing and then the I was
3: like sorry I'm late. I forget what it was. The but next there is a surfing element to it too. Yeah, the next is uh, so such a blast. <laughs>
4: The next show was at Club Cafe. And it was near Martin Luther King Day. Near Martin Luther King Day. So, so we, did, we adapted it. We adapted that sketch and then Mark Smart move. Mark looked the exact same. <laughs> right. But he was Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the sketch starts by me saying, I'm gonna read Martin Luther in, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. I'm gonna read his famous I Have a Dream speech. Right. And then the gag behind that is You're reading it to yourself. I'm reading it to myself. Which I thought was funny. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad bit, maybe. Yeah.
2: But But maybe not the crowd to be doing that. Well,
4: no. It and also for like
2: ten seconds. But oh right. this is
4: the thing. This is the other thing about like old wrestling team was that it was schizophrenic. Right. There were like a million jokes piled up on top of each other. Yeah. So that joke, that bit's okay maybe on its own. Right. But then also I was reading it out of an X Men comic. <laughs> so the audience saw me reading an X Men comic and I'm supposedly reading the I Have a Dream speech. Right. To my to myself, which again is you know mediocre as right. a bit, but still at least a bit. At least that's a joke, right? And but, then Mark comes into Eye of the Tiger" as Martin Luther King Jr., and he's going to ha-
3: like into physical. Wait, are you dressed as Santa? Well, I'm wearing the red, <laughs> the red, white, <laughs> okay. and blue windbreaker and the okay. black <laughs> beard and the sunglasses. Right. right. Okay, so it's the same outfit. The The great thing
1: about this sketch, you could adapt it for any holiday. Yeah, it
3: fits and for just- Arbor <laughs> Day. Say, I'm Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. But the extent of the judgment from the judges was we're two guys on stage, so we must be uh, romantically involved. Like, it was all, they were all just, they were just making gay jokes about us. Yes. Yeah, I believe they're the, like, I, which one of you is the top, the big guy or the little guy? If and I had we're, more, that was we're a, like, okay, now did that get a
1: response?
4: Legitimate comedy, to-
3: that killed, That lame. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you were dealing with. That's, like, I,
4: that's why there was, that's the, those were the two poles. Back to the right. There was no, yeah. I mean, there was no, the reason right. why we ended up, when I was leaving grad school, I was talking to Mark. I'm like, you know, we should really try to do wrestling team for real. Right. And the, the option was move to New York mm-hmm. or go to Pittsburgh where we could film stuff for right. super cheap. Because yeah. we had also been making like long form programs, basically sketch. Like we made two long sketch shows. Mm-hmm. And then the third one was basically like a short film that we like shot. Half hour. Yeah. Uh, that we shot in Braddock. And we got like the mayor of uh, Braddock on board and he lent us like a, a church to film it in mm-hmm. and we had a crew for a week and like we had local businesses donate food. So that that's had happened in two thousand seven and in right. two thousand eight I'm like, Well what are we doing? We can either film stuff for cheap or I mean, if we we would end up at probably dissolving it.
1: Well, because there's a there's a ceiling when you're in a smaller city of just yeah. really how far yep.
4: there's no well there's yeah. no comedy scene and, and we, we would have never grown yeah at we all. wouldn't
3: have taken it seriously I mean being here for even just a year was like a complete kick in the dick. Yeah, if I may be so
1: bold. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no cursing on the show. By the way, I should have said. It at the oh, do we not no. mention that? No. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, so you got kicked in the dick. Um, <laughs> oh shit. Yes. I'm not, exactly. I'm not allowed to fucking swear on your show. <laughs> it's fucking cockfuck. Wait, fuck are we right, were already talking wait. about the red hot chili Are peppers, you guys serious uh, or no? No. No. Okay. Uh, so so you moved to New York, uh, and yeah, life kicked you in the dick. Yeah. Well, did uh, I mean you it know was what? just a,
3: in the sense that we really need to. Um, take this seriously right. it
1: sounded like you were in a you were in a position where you were too jokey for a music crowd and sort of too weird
4: for a comedy crowd well we were shitty i'm not like it's right. nice of you sure. to said that it well, just,
3: maybe
1: you're
4: not as focused as you didn't you know you were it turned it, it when you said anti-comedy that's what a lot of people i mean the people that did really like us in pittsburgh mm-hmm. liked us because they saw us as purposely doing anti-comedy right when it was just like John Roman, who we mentioned
3: earlier, was at that Club Cafe American Idol thing, and he loved it. Yeah, John Roman, shows for you, <laughs> <laughs> because he thought we were intentionally uh, right. mm-hmm. Andy Kaufmaning it up, sure. right. but we just thought this is funny. Like we <laughs> we like this. We want to do this, and uh, people hated it. But so
1: but then in New York, you find uh, a much more, I guess, welcoming community, or just or just being in such a larger cosmopolitan uh, metropolis yeah
2: if I it was a whole lot of terms there <laughs> it was welcoming urban we would,
4: <laughs> we would do sketches at liquid courage when we first moved here which right. were similar a little more focused but not that much more focused than that early stuff hmm. and it's it still got a decent response but we would also do them at stand-up open mics so oh uh, that's a worse gig.
3: that's a that oh yeah a let's, g- oh. So because
1: you guys aren't stand-ups
3: no, Percent. I mean I'm I'm dipping my toe into stand up now, but we, uh, no, we haven't done stand up.
1: So 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 tell us what happened when you performed. At a well, Ochi's
3: Lounge. Yeah, it was at Ochi's Lounge at a at an open mic there, and we did our full wrestling team bit with the suits and the canes and the theme song and some. It was probably our Carl Rove and Machiavelli sketch, where Carl Rove, where Time we travels. imagine a scenario where Carl Rove time travels back to meet Machiavelli, and we imagine they'll have this great political discussion, but in actuality, Karl Rove just wonders how he traveled back in time <laughs> the whole time.
4: Um, That's actually not it's a, a bad idea. St- That's not a bad idea if we actually focused and we, wrote that. There is a good idea there,
3: and also in that we keep interrupting our... Because it's Mark and Andy playing this scene out, and we keep interrupting the scene. I think that device we can do something with. But anyway, it was literally... Complete silence from beginning to end.
4: Not even talking. No response whatsoever. Right. Just like disgusted silence. Because it's like, I mean, it was, um, it wasn't like Matt Ruby, but it was people like Matt Ruby. I right. mean, Matt Ruby's really nice. He's been on our show before. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying like that level of of mm-hmm. like almost on the edge of making it kind of guys right. have been doing it for a little while. Like guys have been it four doing. or five years maybe, and, and just want to about do it their
3: and protective of their territory.
4: Mike now. Lawrence was was that. Night two was that the same? But that night? was before he was any good. He was,
2: yeah, he was, was amazing he was, to see how far he's come. He was slightly better than us. <laughs> <laughs> so no one, no one bit at that show. For no, that.
3: no takers.
2: Uh, no. And so, yeah, I mean, did you continue to do stand-up open mics at all? Uh, no, I don't think. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> so, was that, it's was so, that the, the, the nail. It's the so
3: discouraging,
1: there? like to do to just to see how shitty just open mics in general. You know slogging through that. Liquid that, Courage is a good one. I've not yeah. I have not been to but liquid that's courage where wait Liquid great. Courage is where it you feel like and you bring a real sketches, show a little bit more. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about like just stand up open mics. Right. Are incredible, you know. It's, it's Did you do uh, stand up? I did for a little while and then you know the the I found that just open mics are, so, are are especially coming after like devoting so much of my life to touring and playing in bands and then like realizing I can't commit what what I need to commit to be good at this to go up you know two or three times a night five six nights a week whatever like right. i can't devote the time and effort to it because it's just i'm not in that place in my life right now and like it's so depressing the times that i do it yeah um, that's what I but that's why i have the about, yeah. utmost respect for the people that really like are making a go for it because yeah. it is it, it it does take all of you to to make it happen and, and you know, like, Jeff and I have spent years, like, you get to the club before everybody gets there, you're hanging around, you play, you yep. wait until everybody leaves to get paid. It's like, when you've done that for a long time, it's like, the last thing you want to do is, like, get to the club, wait to do fucking seven minutes, and, like, not have anyone react, and then sure. leave, and then do another one. It's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, I think if, or at least for me, I just didn't find it to be so, like, when I was like, okay, I want to be doing comedy you know, it's kind of a process of elimination. Let me try it. Right. Let me try. It. I've always wanted to try it. I was living on Long Island at the time. Let me try it. And I was like, mm. "All right, like, right." You know, I'm a, in the same after, boat as you. After I that initial in rush, there,
2: just because yeah. it's like I do just, sketch stuff. You know, I write mm-hmm. sketch, I teach sketch, I do sketch. So I'm just like, "Oh well, that's where my time goes." Like, yeah. you but know, the other it, thing, to thing to is to devote is, all the time the, to move time over. The, the
1: caveat to that is that you don't like. No one's telling you, you don't have to do it two or three times. Like, unless right. you want to become a working stand up and that's how you make your living. But there's nothing uh, wrong with doing it once a week just to exercise the muscle and that kind of thing.
2: Sure. Uh, I'm saying I that. I would like but, to yeah. say that. I would like yeah. to believe that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you guys do. So, I mean, now you're, you know, you're obviously you've been in New York. You've got your own podcast, Beginnings. Yeah. Uh, uh, you've got well, speaking- uh, Wrestling T- You do the live version of that. Uh,
1: I want to I, talk about I, beginnings for, for a second. Like, t- uh, how, how did the idea where where the idea <laughs> to do a podcast, and then to specifically talk about you know pe- uh, the beginning, the uh, comedians' careers and how they're
3: how they started. That was way too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, played. anyway, to, well, it, talk it, about the okay, podcast okay, for okay, a bit. There were two. It started out for two reasons. Number one, we were struggling so much when we got here. We legitimately wanted to seek advice. About keeping it going, right? And also, our stuff was so weird that we wanted an avenue where we could be more ourselves. So those are the two reasons why we decided to do the show. I'm mean, the premise was Andy's idea.
4: Uh, yeah, because I had read both um, Mike Sachs' book, and here's the kicker, sure, yeah. yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And um, he's uh, been on the show. Yeah, great guy. <laughs> and. Uh, what's that? What's Steve Martin's book? And the thing that I was seeing in a lot Shop of Shop Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it changes your life, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really though, <laughs> not the same. I'm never, well, I, read, right? I read the same? I read the novelization of the movie. Mm. It was written by Claire Danes. Yeah, you got that through Troll Books. Yep troll books yeah <laughs>
3: i had to go to a- she
2: wrote the novelization of space too I- <laughs> yeah. it was really she's got the good space the book yes the, or fucking- i actually had to go to the, to the a page, page of
3: full color stickers in the shop girl uh, novelization <laughs> change your life some cool stuff yeah. in there yeah. <laughs> and the color in,
1: like, yeah. <laughs> inlay photos <laughs> anyway and you were saying you were insp- essentially sounds like you were inspired
4: well no Okay. Yes and no. He was furious. But the uh, I was so I had rage issues, guys, that you would not believe. Uh, just like, but oh, wait,
1: me. despite all that
4: rage, he was still. You were still, still a rat in the st- cage. St- oh, okay.
1: thank you for picking okay. up. <laughs> okay, I just want <laughs> to, sure. <laughs> to make sure you had the rage.
4: I want to make sure you can take care of it. Okay. The no, the thing that I was noticing in the stories was that all the parts where the they people were struggling, like I think in Steve Martin, he just like he goes from like playing clubs. I think maybe he tells it's like he tells a bad. He's like I was did this one thing and didn't go right, and then the next thing is like, and then I played a stadium, and I'm just like, you like we're struggling. Other people have to be struggling. We're seeing
3: all of these creation myths, basically. Yeah. Like yes. Dick Cavett walks into Jack Parr's office and puts a his dinner napkin on yeah. his desk, and he's writing for the show that night. Right? <laughs> it's yeah. Like fuck you, Dick Cavett. <laughs> You
2: fucking pompous <laughs> asshole. Yeah. This show's going out to Dick Cavett. Uh. And so our next guest is the uh,
1: worst Dick Cavett impersonation <laughs> it's of all time. Dead, dead fucking guy. And so our
4: next that was guest Dick Head Cavett. Boom. 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 God, oh,
1: whatever,
3: yeah. So, uh, uh, so, yeah. So what you... I love about Groucho. It sounds
4: like, <laughs> it sounds like you're doing NPR right.
3: <laughs> tonight on the show. We we're talking about the great Groucho. The slightly kids. better Dick Cavett.
1: <laughs> I used to prefer Zeppo.
3: <laughs> and then it got worse.
1: Aren't there like seven Marx brothers? And but there's only the big three, and then Zeppo.
3: Yeah, the rest are all and oh Chico.
1: Yeah. yeah, the other are like the rest are all shemps.
3: Yeah, Shep- and I Shemp I, I tell a lie because Shemp is probably my favorite. He's the funniest, in my opinion.
1: What about Richard Marx?
3: He's not very funny. Okay. He's, a, he's one of the... He's the you third, don't think? He's the third best songwriter in the
2: world. <laughs> After you <laughs> the two and two uh, So wait, so... You, no, so I think this is...
1: The, you're, you've hit, you've, you're hitting on a very important part, which is the, the nuts and bolts of like... Of like
4: doing how this... How
3: do I actually Doing
4: write? anything creative. Yeah, it like, seems is, so
3: impossible.
4: We wanted to talk to people. It's mostly struggling. Like that's really what it yep. is. Even when you, you succeed, it's mostly struggling. And no one ever t- they, No, – I'm just like, why don't you want to hear about that? Everyone just hears like the, like, you know, I'm sitting in front of my pool with this buxom lass, my mistress and my other mistress. Apparently it's in the UK with the buxom lass. <laughs> sure. A buxom bird. Uh, no, but you just – like, I, I didn't understand why – I guess as someone who's trying to make a creative career, I'm like, why don't you want to – why don't people tell those stories? right. Or just and then it, it evolved because we were doing that for a while for a year, and then we got to the point where the advice that we could basically
3: it fell into kind of three different camps of advice that was coming up a lot, which was work hard and don't quit, mm-hmm. don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? I don't know. Was there something else?
4: Those How the did David do it? Then? It pretty much all <laughs> it broke down to that. Number yeah, two. he didn't work hard. Oh, like and. The, um, know when your break is. Have maybe. Natural right. talent. No, it's
3: no,
1: not even. It's matter. not even. Because like,
4: because like Ian Roberts the thing will we say that out. It, you don't need it. Well, you need something.
3: I'm just kidding. Uh,
4: <laughs> Wait, what
1: was talent.
3: number three though?
4: Uh, I'm honestly not sure. I, I just
2: mixed up. I may have put two together.
4: I boiled it down to, but it's the same. Like it's the what it Conan. sounds
2: like. All the shit I say on the last day of my sketch classes to my students that I wish I believed more, and yeah. they don't. You know, wink, wink. I don't know what I'm talking about when I say it, <laughs> but. Because I, I do know. I agree with it. Like, you know, it's the fucking do work. Fucking don't be a dick. Yeah. The cream will rise to the top. And don't stop. And don't, don't See, stop.
4: that part's the one that's not exactly true. You also have to network. I mean, there's like a lot of other stuff that no one ever says. Oh, I
2: think you, I, for me, the cream will rise to the top works in that, especially in, I guess, the community, when I think mostly used to be community, people uh. weed themselves out.
4: Maybe, but I mean, there's I people... I think, as,
2: especially in sketch, especially wait. just in sketch writing, people fucking die out. Oh, I don't know about sketch. Yeah. I, the, improv, I don't know about improv. For the listener, Jeff is
1: currently stretching like you're going to be Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestling just, in a second. What
4: is... I'm going?
2: seeing what... This thing is
4: just oh, getting funky. All right.
2: I'm just moving my mic okay. thing around. Uh, if,
4: but, Improv, yeah. there's great improvisers like Henry Kaiser that have never gone on, like, a house team. Sure. So... I I I can't say anything. I've never taken a sketch class or right.
1: worked in the... But the other thing is, is that UCB isn't the necessarily the be-all, end-all. And I no. think this is something you also said in the class. It's like, yes. it's not just, you know, like, the amazing thing about the comedy community is that it's it's so big. Yep. And you, there are always, especially in New York, you have all of these avenues yeah. that you could yeah. go down and, and, you know, you can meet people. You just got to like, go down those avenues. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, look at Murder Fist, or look at Skinny Biz Jesus Meeting. Yeah, who I don't think any of those guys did UCB stuff. No, right? And we just did, we were at a Mark and I were just at the Boston Comedy Arts Festival, which had Beige and Onassis, which are two UCB house teams, sketch teams, and also Murder Fist, and also like you know a bunch of other things right. like us. So it's like a huge community, but everyone's a nice person.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: And everyone works their asses off. Yeah,
2: yeah. you have to do the work. i think that's the thing too i mean yeah it's not i i feel like uh is realizing that yes everyone is a nice person like and the people are doing are fucking nice people and that like to get sucked i I think that also becomes a thing especially as a teacher of like not getting sucked into the like well you know the indie scene does this but then ucb does this but Pitt does this and magnet does this it's like i don't fucking i don't know relax (laughs) like you all should have been in fucking music scenes and realized that that was all bullshit (laughs) honestly (laughs) Like, seriously, like, fucking stop talking about it and just write some fucking sketch and do some improv. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and that's the thing, like, you know, I I guess out of all this too, though, that's for both of you, uh, in doing beginnings, you had a a reason for starting to do it. Uh, Have you, has the rage died out? Uh, Has the, and have you answered any, have you answered any of these questions enough for your subconscious? I think so. Yeah. My rage has died Good I, can't, I feel nothing now
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm dead inside I think for our evolution as uh, performers The podcast has been interesting Because I think we get Especially doing the live show um, I think we've learned a lot about performing And we've gotten probably the best response we've ever gotten Being more ourselves and, and interacting with the audience and, uh, In those host segments that we do for that reason it's been uh very informative and a learning experience for me.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean the m- the more honest we are, I mean it's it's informed our writing too mm. because the the musical that we just did, we invest our weird stuff
3: with a little bit more personal emotional uh content.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean mm. it's a metaphor. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Sure. But the mi- our new
3: show is completely a metaphor for our creative relationship.
4: Yeah. It re- it re- we didn't. I don't know if we, re- we realized it partway through right. writing it, yeah. but not at the beginning right. When right. it was pitched. But it's about a, a teen detective duo where the one guy wants to go off to college, and then the other guy wants to be a teen detective duo forever. Right. <laughs> which mirrors when, like... I I like stopped doing improv. I mean, I still do improv a lot. I still take classes, but I stopped like committing myself to like weekly, like two weekly practices. Right. And I'm like, all right, let's do wrestling team. And Mark's like, I kind of want to start doing stand up and like figuring out who I am as a comedic person. Right. And I'm just like, no, we got to do wrestling team.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Forever. The honest, the honesty is,
3: uh, is key. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that came from doing the podcast and talking not only to our guests, but also talking to each other at the end of each episode, just like, just speaking off the top of our heads. It's probably like the most conversation that we have is being yeah, recorded. That's true. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's helped us a lot in yeah. our writing and in our just
4: relationship. Plus we went to therapy together. Not together. We went to We're therapy. That's yeah. a big couch. <laughs> we each went into, separ- into Couple separate therapy. therapy. Right. But near the same time. Right. Right. So, I started
3: therapy and I said, "Andy, you just got to do it."
4: Well, Naomi was like, "You'd have to." <laughs> right. Right. You are not. You yeah, think, my girlfriend kind of said the same thing yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, Naomi was like, "You think you're like handling your shit, but you
2: are not." <laughs> Yeah, I think my wife kind of had the same job. So. <laughs> like, you know, you, you, you need to figure something out. Uh, yeah, I mean, end of the day, it seems like, it, I, honestly, like it, you guys have the same reasons you started your podcast. It's the same reasons we started this podcast. It's the same deal. It's, you know, it's the fucking, why do we keep doing this? And I think and you, why, you, yeah. you know, it's a weed through it. Why do I keep doing it? Why do I, you know, what? what uh, and and also to build uh, being able to just talk to people yeah. and build just fine. Fucking-
1: like you were saying, like talking about, you wanted to get down to like, I want to talk about what people aren't talking about. Right. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm reading this stuff and, you know, when we talk to people who, you know, had like careers in bands or whatever, and it's like. You you can always read about focusing on the highlights and the successes and being carried off stage by fifty thousand adoring right. fans. Which but that's boring. boring. And where's the humanity in that? Like yeah. be, you can always relate to someone fucking playing in front of no one, right. or bombing, or like you know some shitty uh, uh, tour that you did, or like you know, and then the questioning of like why you're doing it. And it's like oh well, I love this at the end of the right. day kind of thing. And I'd like, rather just,
2: hear about Metallica touring on the fucking No Life Till Leather demo. Exactly. Then yeah. Watch some kind of monster again. Yeah. And right. just like, oh, no bro. So, Why would you tape therapy? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: uh, to kind of bring this full circle, a question that we ask everyone at the end of every episode is what do you guys think of the word
4: gig? gig. I was scared of this question. Because <laughs> I listened to the Will Hines episode. Right. And he had like a very erudite
0: mm-hmm.
4: explanation. I'm just like, shit. Do they ask? I I should have listened to another episode because I'm like, do they ask that in everyone? Because I don't have an opinion. <laughs> can you go, Mark, and I'll think of something. What do I think about the word gig?
3: I, I feel like it's one of those words where people. It's one of those words where people who use it are really excited to use it. Like <laughs> I'm saying gig, like I'm a I'm a real like I'm really I in it. I'm really doing it. it. <laughs> I can say it, and it can it can be true, and it can mean something, and it it doesn't feel right. Coming out of my mouth, like I, I don't think I would naturally use that word. Yeah. I think it's it's tainted by uh, a certain level of pretension. Now I'm just trying to be erudite to be uh,
2: right answer. By, yeah, by uh, by like uh,
4: what's that Cameron Crow film? Almost Famous esque oh, people. Yeah.
3: It's like uh, I was doing this gig in Kalamazoo, and wait,
4: oh, you no, know, it sounds like Marin locked the gate. Yeah, wait, no, wait, can
3: we talk? about
1: oh, Almost it. Famous, Almost Famous. Um... If you think about it, Cameron Crowe directed a movie about a 15 year old, like, Wunderkind, right. you know, reporter based on his own life who was able to solve the problems of a rock band. I hated that movie <laughs> because sure. it's a fucking masturbatory fantasy love letter to himself fuck Kevin just like
2: all of his other movies yeah yeah. Did it might make- as well be Buffalo 66 ugh. when Vincent Gallo's got a guy looking at his penis while they're going ugh. to the bathroom and the other guy goes it's
3: just so big
2: but you I never really <laughs> brother <laughs> like how fucking blatant Almost can you be? Famous <laughs> was critically
1: lauded when it came out yeah. and nobody called him on it
2: it's and nothing's like- more embarrassing than the whole fucking bus singing yeah. Tiny Dancer it's just like you relax like ugh it's a bummer Elizabeth Town Elizabethtown took care of Camera, yeah. Everyone. I kind of want to watch. Yeah, that where
4: are as you a now? Vanilla Skyden?
3: Well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> that was nice. Elizabeth uh, really yeah. took care of her. Yeah, though. that definitely finished him off. You might call him a black crow these days. Boom. Got
4: him. I got an answer
3: for you. Okay, let's see if this
1: stacks up against Will Hines' answer. <laughs> it's not.
4: Uh, let me say get. this. I don't know if I, I'm sure I've used it in my life. I don't think I mind it because. I've seen the most heinous jargon get tossed around in the business world because right. of my day job. And I've had you know just shitty temp jobs and offices since I moved here. And that is the truly worst. I will accept, like, I don't care how disingenuous or how, like, um, uh, just, like, pretentious your rock and roll lingo is. At least it's not in the service of... Uh, this disgusting kind of, like, pursuit of money as its own end sure, kind of thing. Like, I'm going to circle back around with you about, I mean, I use that in emails just because I don't have any other way to say, like, if I'm, uh, like, if someone's going to be a guest on our podcast. They're like, I'll check oh, in with you later. Check it yeah, like, something like that. But I can only use the same. Uh, I'm going to be check real proactive
2: me. about it in with no, you later that, and the no, around.
4: That, that thing, that, like, proact like, that's, yes. And um, bandwidth. I don't know if I have enough bandwidth for that, and just like all of that it
2: stuff. Is corporate just tech speak. shit. Yeah. Tech Synergy. I don't yeah. know if
3: my bitrate is high enough.
2: For yeah. This conversation. <laughs> yeah. Modem <laughs> prodigy words. Uh, <laughs> I think that is a great answer, and that's Dying actually oh, no, an that's, that's better than Will Hines. I would say. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fuck. Uh, Will Hines. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the what show goes out to Will Hines. <laughs> Will <laughs> Hines, Jeremy Hedges, Cameron Crow, Dick Cavett, John Roman. Cavett. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, Dick. Jim lingo. Uh, but <laughs> Steve and, Moore. But I think that was the really interesting, uh, well thought out explanation of the word "gig" that we have not heard yet.
2: Yeah, you did it! <laughs> So Okay, so if I am know. an individual. <laughs> what this
1: about my is- answer. <laughs> Yours is good well. too. Oh, thanks, Jeff. No, um, no you guys, you guys uh, gave us some. You guys gave us some great bad gigs. The podcast is called Beginnings wrestlingteam.org we got a lot of stuff going on this episode will be evergreen you can listen to whatever you want but i should say we got christians and jews here today Ooh. we got the jewish new year coming up this Hi. weekend Re- rosh Hashana. Rosh Hashana. so I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're doing for rosh Hashanah. i know what i'm doing so apples long. and honey I, i'm just I, hanging out i just want you guys
3: to get home safe
4: Thanks, Mike. Lashana Tova. Wait, this is going to be after. Yeah. So.
3: La Lahayim. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Worst gig ever. <laughs>